This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. And it's time to talk about pizza serious. time. Yeah, pizza time. Something's very serious. Don't let your <laughs> ooze into the sewer. Mm. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Because you'll <sighs> get T-U-R-T-L-E power. Teenage We're talking Ninja about turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original live action movie that came out in 1990. Yeah, it did. Directed by Steve Barron, based off of the comic by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, story by Bobby Herbeck, starring nobody? Judith Hogue, Ellis Cotius. How do you say his yeah. name? Elias Katayas? Elias Katayas. <laughs> I think between the two of you, you're almost right. <laughs> Linus Aquinas. Uh, Josh Pace, Pice, at least whatever. David Foreman, Brian Tochi, Leif, Jesus Tilden. Leif Erickson. Sure. Corey Feldman, <laughs> James Saito. Wait, Corey Feldman? Yes, Donatello's voice. There's a voice on you didn't, you didn't know that Oh, voice? that's right. And Head Thug, starring Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A very young Sam Rockwell, yeah. Um, all right, Alex, this was your pick. What's your history with this film? Well, I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I was going to say, let's start kid. with that. What's your history with the Turtles in general, I guess? Um, I loved them when the cartoon started. It's like That's where my love affair with the Turtles began and then i was blown away it was like there's comic books of the ninja turtles so i started collecting some of those some of the big like there were some big like just black and white graphic novels and that's pretty much it's the turtles fault that i got into the art field in the first place because at lunchtime we would have like collector's cards and everything we'd go oh man this is you know a cool ninja kick or something so we'd trace the the cards and everything and put the turtles in different you know scenes by tracing them out uh, and it was yeah, I love I love being a turtle. <laughs> was wasn't it like the whole comic was just a spoof, right? On um, some of the Marvel stuff. Yes, it was the first yeah the first run of comics, or at least the first one was just a gag by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, because everything was a teenage. Everybody was like teenagers in comics, then they're mutants, uh, mutants because of yeah, the accents, yeah. and then ninjas were becoming a thing again. And instead of and the hand, so picked, it, was the, it was the foot. Yeah, yeah. And then animals were, uh, I guess, something. So <laughs> I, I teenage mutant but... ninja turtles. Yeah, if you watch the the toys that made us, uh, you know those documentaries they have on Netflix, they go into kind of they're just dicking. They had a bunch of failed comics. They were dicking around. One of them drew a turtle with the ninchucks or something like that, and then they kind of just riffed on that. Yeah, and then just spoofed it up and it's created this. This tiny empire. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, my his- Oh, wait. So what's this movie, Alex? Did you see it in the theater? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw it in the theater pretty much. I don't know if I saw it open a week, but I saw it really probably that weekend. Okay. Like on a Saturday. 
something because I remember coming back to school on Monday saying, oh, you guys watched the Ninja Turtles movie? They're like, no, man, you're so lucky you got to see it. And I was like, yeah, it was the best. True story. Sounds like it. <laughs> um, my history is, is kind of the same. I did. I discovered them with the cartoon. I didn't even know they were in comics until like 10 years ago when I was watching some TV shows. Like, Holy crap, it's based <laughs> off of comics. Um, I was, you know, I'm a little older than you guys, so I did, it wasn't my favorite thing. Like, I watched it and I knew it all. It was one of those things where like, I'm in the tween age of like cartoons are stupid, but yet I still kind of watch cartoons with my little brother. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I definitely watched it. I knew it. And I don't think I ever had any toys or anything, but I watched the cartoons. Um, we saw this. I don't know if it was once again. We saw it in the theater. I don't know if it was opening weekend, but we definitely saw it. Uh, and we also, which I think I mentioned, went to Universal Studios and got to meet them. That was like Turtle <laughs> Days or something like that. And we got to go stand in a 12-hour line to see two turtles and Shredder. And one of them wasn't Michelangelo, and I was pissed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember I mean, my brother was more into it. He had a bunch of the toys and the vehicles and stuff like that. So I know more for that. But then the video games were always fun, uh, except for the one that was on the actual Nintendo. That was impossible. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's yeah, that was like the, the only failure. Yeah. yeah, the cartoons though were always fun. I mean, the sorry, the like the four player. The arcade was awesome. That was yeah, like, the arcade yeah. game was great. Yeah, the there's a few of them, right? Like Turtles in Time, and then the regular one, or yeah, whatever, the Hyperstone right? Heist. Yeah. So, and then yeah, I think I saw this at the main place when it first opened up, and they kind of revamped everything. I don't know. I remember seeing it there, which I very I saw very few movies over there, but I saw it over there. Hmm. All right, uh, Scott, what's your history? Uh, very similar. Uh, grew up with it. I'm, I'm like Alex. I'm pretty sure I saw it close to, to opening weekend, and, uh, but I know I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a kid, I loved it. Um, there, there's been geez, I don't know how many how many movies have there been now. I haven't. I didn't bother doing any research for for our movie podcast. But uh, well, there's three in the in this yes, series. In, in the this 90s. series, there's three. Yeah. I think there's two from What's-His-Face. Yeah, the Michael Bay produced. Yeah, the Michael Bay ones. I think there's uh, two of those. There's, there's some animated stuff, which actually isn't half bad as, as well. In yeah. Between there, like uh, some, some movies and uh, definitely some updates on the cartoon uh, throughout mm-hmm. the years. I think there's been like a couple Resurrections, maybe more. There was a there was a crappy 3D one at one point. Yeah. No, that one was good. Was it? Yeah, I saw a few episodes. Uh, I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, the the end the stylized animation on it was really good. The stories were not bad. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we all grew up with turtles. Do you guys have the toys or no? I had a few. Yes. Yeah. Uh I do remember People in, in really horrible costumes showing up for birthday parties. Uh, you know, <laughs> being little kids, like nobody cared then. Uh, but it's like, you can clearly see their hands, right? Like, <laughs> they didn't mm-hmm. quite put in the full effort. So. Yeah. I want to say my brother, I don't know if he kept them, but he had, like, he had got some duplicates, you know, like he had Raphael and someone else, and he kept them in the packaging. I don't know if he still has them. I wonder if they're worth anything. Like, the original first runs. And package, I wonder. I remember my little brother had, like, the Donatello that would swim. 
if that, if that rings any bells for you guys. No, not for me. Yeah. All right. I guess before we get started, who's your favorite turtle? Donatello. Because hmm. he was the nerdy one. Okay. I like Michelangelo. And Steph was cool. Because he was a goof. He's a party dude. Yeah, he's a party dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Michelangelo. Because he's a party dude and just I always like was fascinated by nunchucks. So. I think I think the thing that Leonardo had going for him because he was the only one with like the swords. Like, <laughs> Rich V, I had to pick a weapon. Uh, as, well, as, as cool as like the other ones were. Yeah, and in, in the video games, him and Donatello are better because they had reach. Right. Yeah, like Donatello <laughs> was the best one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, lead us off. Which number seven? My number seven is and. Not my favorite part of the movie when they go to the farm. It's kind of it gets a little bit too slow. I know they have to stop to you know regain their balance, train up a little bit before they take on the whole the Foot Clan and everything, uh, and get a little bit of more character development from everybody. But it kind of ground the movie to a bit of a halt. Plus, they don't really help Raph. They just put him in a bathtub and then they just hope that he'll be that he'll be okay. Pours water on him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a turtle. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's a turtle, but I don't I've never seen a vet do that. They like to help a turtle. <laughs> but they're mutants, Alex. <laughs> and teenagers. And teenagers, I guess. Yeah. Like indestructible. Well, April and April should have known better. It's like, uh, maybe we take him to a vet. I don't think a hospital, but all right. All right. I'll go next. My number seven, uh, I forgot he was in this movie. I forgot he was a character. It's Casey Jones. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely, this is the 90s we're swinging here with our leading men who had long hair and just like, I don't know. He just was dumb. I, I remember liking him with a cartoon because he had a hockey stick. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And mask. I, I just and mask. I just feel like there were the way his haircut was. Was like a lot of movies in the nineties where the the cool punk, I don't grungy. know, grungy, yeah. Gr- but it's just nineties. So this is, I mean, this is almost a precursor to grunge, right? It's starting. I don't know. It just it was weird seeing him, and I just forgot that he was in this movie. And, the- there's a, an underlining kind of a, a analysis for his character that really doesn't belong in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of you will bring it up later, especially what he does like at the almost very end of the movie. Yes. Uh, but like when Rap first meets him, uh, he's basically going to maim those kids. <laughs> yeah. So. But it's New York. It's all right. It's true. That, yeah. That happens every day. Yeah. Scott, number seven. Uh, Number seven. uh, This this has bugged me since I heard it the first time in in 1990. Uh, I've seen the movie many times since then, but although it's been a while since my last viewing, uh, but the the song that plays at the end, um, the the T U R T L E powers Jeff was singing earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, in the last. uh, stanza he completely butchers the turtle rolls and it, it has bothered me for 30 plus years now yeah. um when he says Raphael is the leader and that's just not true in any uh-huh. way shape or form 
Uh, I just want to have that on record here again because I know I brought this up before at some point. Because Leonardo uh, leads and Donatello does machines. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph's got an attitude. But, yeah, I forgot uh, what his was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Raphael, clearly not the leader. Um, nobody got to the uh, the performers here. I don't know if they're the ones that actually wrote the lyrics, but uh, somebody screwed up royalty. Royal, royally. And... Uh, yeah, I'm 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 kind of upset. I'm still upset. Made sure I made it a point to listen to it again, and uh, yeah, it really grinds my gears. <laughs> All right, I think I remember being upset by that too when I was a kid. Uh, can't say I've thought about it since then. <laughs> to to be fair, that that track totally slaps though. <laughs> yes, Alex number six. <laughs> my number six is. The Foot Clan, the the Pleasure Island that they yeah, yes, made over there. Yes. Same thing, too. It's pretty freaking awesome. Yep. That's my number six also. I could see in an alternate universe, maybe they uh, recruited like a young Bruce Wayne into the League of Shadows <laughs> that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody's skateboarding. You can graffito tag anywhere you want. You can smoke, play, play uh, narc. On arcade machines. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't you, do you drugs. Could, you, I don't know if you guys caught this, but you can eat Whoppers, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, Whoppers yeah. you want. <laughs> you like Whoppers, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Seems great. Have, uh, and then you get ninja skills on top of that. Like, forget yeah. about it. Downstairs, yeah. Yeah. Number one rule. Never lower your eyes to an enemy. <laughs> Always remember that. All right. Um, well, my number six is the voice acting. I don't know if it's because this always bothered me and maybe because I like the cartoon. I just didn't like some of the voices. Uh, Raphael's really especially bugged me. But um, well, Sink and Sinkle Bat, <laughs> tell me you didn't pay money for this. Yeah. And one of the other guys, maybe it's Leonardo's bugged me. I just I didn't like it. And I don't I mean, it's hard. To, I mean, He's like it can get really off-putting really quickly in certain environments. I've always felt that about these live-action costume things. Uh, but then when the voices just don't work, it just makes it really weird. And uh, for most of this, the voice acting did not work for me. So I don't know why they didn't use the cartoon characters or voices. But do you guys know that? You guys tend to know these kind of things. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've obviously. Uh, the Corey Feldman thing was like just a Hollywood, like hey, we got Corey Feldman doing a voice in this. Like, mm-hmm. not the kids and like <laughs> uh, a yeah, like an eight year old in nineteen ninety or whatever is going to care about Corey Feldman. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause yeah, I don't know who the other three guys are. Um, you might as well just keep using the other ones from the from the cartoon, I guess. Yeah. Um, I also I, I I like the voices so though so I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Scott, number five, number six. Sorry, number six was the in my notes I have skate park kid club. <laughs> because thank you whoever said Pleasure Island because that I couldn't come up with it. I kept thinking Pinocchio. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it. But yeah, that's exactly what that was. Yeah, there, Pleasure Island. Yeah, there, there was there was very. Uh, I th- I thought it was kind of cool. There was a very surreal, kind of like 
something very fantastical about how when Shredder shows up and he's talking to all of them and all the kids gather around and yeah, it, it almost became like a completely different movie for a few minutes, yeah. <laughs> despite all the, the like people in, in turtle costumes running around. Uh, like, I, I don't know how else to really describe it. Like it, it, it took on like something uh, like completely different. But, uh, anyways, skate, skate park kick club. All right. Alex, number five. My number five is the martial arts. We're cool. Uh, I know there was restrictions on the suits and everything, but it didn't seem like that was there was too many restrictions. They they really built those suits, uh, the turtle suits, uh, intelligently, where they had a lot of range of motion, so they were still able to show off some some pretty cool moves. And that and all the other stunt people from the Foot Clan and the fight with the Shredder that was all really cool. Yeah, I I agree. As a as a however old I was when I saw this, I definitely had no complaints back then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even now, yeah, I saw it recently with my kids, and yeah, they got a little scared. But uh, we watched the movie. Yeah, they were digging it. All right, uh, my number five is the Foot Clan slash Pleasure Island hideout. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it's right. The cartoons, the Foot Clan, they're robots, right? And that's probably because we can't show. And Saturday cartoons or afternoon cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know about the actual comics. Maybe maybe I also knows. But yeah, the cartoons were definitely robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I like that they set up the beginning. I mean, it was kind. Of, it got cor- it was kind of cool. They got corny with them stealing the TV right out from underneath people and all that. But it was still <laughs> interesting. <laughs> the guitar licks. Yeah. Crime. Every every time the Foot Clan like they had the Foot theme that they yeah. Um, so I like the full clan in general, and then the whole pleasure island portion of it. So yeah, decent. Uh, I, I don't mention to the costumes. Like I completely forgotten about the the mesh eye coverings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just such yeah. a weird, a weird choice, but it, but it works. It plays mm-hmm. like the Brody. It plays. Yeah. <laughs> Scott number five. Uh, number five is uh, the Casey and Raph. Um, the, that initial meetup. Um, mostly because of our dumb friend Jacob, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, gotta know what a crumpet is to play cricket, uh, and this that that whole meetup, um, and then it ends with with one of the dams, which I have more to say about later. Um, but uh, yeah, the the meetup there, pro- the so he's really the only interaction that they have outside of uh. April, right? Is 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 Casey and Raph's the only one that really does it until he gets to the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was it was kind of fun to again have have that that other interaction going on there. Um, although, again, Casey's a, a psychopath, which I'll talk more about later. But. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is I like the animatronics in in the faces of the turtles. More about the suit, but I mean that was pretty wild back then. Especially learning like watching some behind the scenes and stuff, and how they puppeteered uh, the the face the faces and lip movements off camera. It's crazy. They got they got a lot of articulation. Yep. Uh, Jim Henson shop. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. 
Yeah, for for its yeah, I mean, I'd say for its day, but it's not like they even do this stuff anymore. So it's probably is <laughs> like that's it. No, they just. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the Michael Bay one. They're all CGI, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's the, yeah. the Michael Bay's giant CGI clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, oh, my number four, but kind of leads into the where uh, what you were talking about with the meeting of Raphael and Casey Jones, just kind of setting up the world. So if we're gonna have this world where these giant mutant ninja turtles, and he just puts on a trench coat and and that's supposed to be a disguise, and no one's really paying attention to him, like whatever, he would stand out so bad. But then just like the few lines by Casey Jones, like oh you kind of look different, you got a big nose, like it was at least a justified. Okay, so just don't think too hard about it. There are these turtles that <laughs> they look. I was okay. I like the way they kind of set it up. I guess is what I'm trying to say the, with the couple throwaway lines by him made it seem like, yeah, he's he's a weird looking dude in New York. He could get by. You turtles could get by walking yeah, around every yeah. once in a while in a disguise, like a a, hat, a fedora and a coat. They could get by. Yeah, I, 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 I did like the the cabbie who could not have given less of a shit that he just saw something super weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was New York. Yeah. There's a giant turtle. Now where were you going, LaGuardia? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh the, the one scene later on with uh i guess the reemergence of casey jones when yeah in fact his just using binoculars checking out the city or whatever and he just sees him on the rooftop like it's so off-putting man if you just think about this fucking giant turtle yeah. doing kung fu yeah. on the rooftop like mm-hmm. <sighs> i did i did think it was bullshit that they all snuck up on him like that just saying sure i'm just saying like just the, this giant fucking yeah, turtle yeah, like true. if it's, so, Again, it's, it's, it's new york it's, horror it's, movie. it probably wasn't the weirdest thing he saw that day is it is uh-huh. if he was looking around this binax spying on people oh yeah also what i i mean jeff you're the closest thing we have an expert on on shot first what <laughs> like what part of new york were they supposed to be in like obviously it was all stages and that actually wasn't fucking I have new york, no but. idea like the yeah. Toronto part of New York. <laughs> yeah, the, the Toronto area of New York City. Yeah. The scene when Raph and him meet, that's at uh, the Central Park. That's supposed to be right? Central Park, yeah. Yeah, I know that part. Other than that, I don't know exactly where there's Okay, they mentioned streets like the uh the subway take me to that was a street I know. Ninth there's... and something. Well, yeah, they can just name any of the like numbers and be like halfway. No, but it was ninth and it wasn't. It was a. It was its actual street name, and so I guess they tried to make it. Yeah. They're in Hell's Kitchen. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for Daredevil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm right, sure uh... that comic exists, by the way. <laughs> Scott number four. Uh, number four. Uh, as a kid, it was the the height of titillation. Uh, to to have the the dams, so many dams in one movie like this. Yeah, damn. Uh, it was like like oh they're swearing, but it's acceptable. Like I'm allowed to sit here and listen to this. This is amazing. Uh, so yeah, hell like, damn fart. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Raph says it a lot, uh, and then the the yell. Damn, I lost a sigh. I can get mm-hmm. it back. And then uh, my favorite that I probably the thing I quoted the most from this movie, and uh, it's the when they're watching the the Aesop fable. <laughs> says, "Oh, come on, ninja kick the damn rabbit." 
It's probably my favorite line in the movie. Yep. Uh, and, and definitely, like I said, the one I quote the most. The ninja kick the damn rabbit. So. <laughs> All right. Alex, number three. Speaking of quotes, uh, the one piece nugget of wisdom that I got from this movie is uh, from Michelangelo. It's my favorite. After yeah. he gets the pizza, yeah. the, the delivery guy's trying to look for the address. What does he say? Like 30, 34 and a half. And an eighth. 34 and a half. Oh, yeah, and an eighth. And an eighth. He's like, whoa, down here. And he slid the money through the grate. He's like, hey, this is only 10 bucks. That's it. Wise men say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay a full price for late pizza. You know what's funny about the, the $10 <laughs> thing? Like, I, I would have guessed the pizza would have been even cheaper back then, but I guess not. Like... Like pizza's not super cheap anymore, but oh, not especially not delivered though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been at least twenty bucks. Also, it was crazy well, maybe... that, that they're a bunch of teenagers and they they're able to get by on a single pizza like that. <laughs> oh, I know, just one slice each. And then they fucked up Splinter Slice too. Yeah, it's goddamn it, Mikey. Cute. Oh no, it was Leo. Dude, I want to say this. I there's a joke in this movie I did not get as a kid until I watched it this time. It was about the penicillin on the pizza. Oh, I did not get that as a kid. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the, and I, I hear when I think of penicillin, I think of like pink back then, pink pills that my mom gave me, and I thought it was like when I think of pink, I thought of Pet Mobismol. They had pep, I don't know what I thought as a kid, but yeah, I was like, oh, this time. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about penicillin on your pizza? Oh, uh, I do like yeah, they, they, yeah, they have <laughs> last respects. Yeah. <laughs> they really do like pizza. All right, uh, Alex, number three. That was my number three. Oh, uh, yeah. my number three: <laughs> the death of Shredder. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, A, that was pretty harsh. He just comically just hits the button and just smash him in the uh, old... Uh, Oops. Yeah. And is he really dead? I don't remember the sequels or no. He is not. He is not. Okay. He should be. Yeah, the yeah. fall, I mean, the fall alone, but yeah, after being compacted. Yeah. Well, New York garbage is a lot softer than any really? other garbage in the world. It is true. There's probably so many rats in there that they shielded him from. <laughs> yeah, the Rat King was in there. Yeah. Saved his life. Did they? What, how does he come back? Do you guys remember or no? So he's even... just like in the in the Secret of the Use. I think mm-hmm. it starts off where he's just kind of like kind of effed up. Yeah. Like, but he's still alive. Like, okay. not able to kick any. Like, yeah, not like in like fighting shape, but he's still. Functional. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And it comes to Super Shredder. Spoilers. I thought maybe they went to what, what was the was it Krang or Kang? Yeah, that I don't think that ever. Oh, maybe I don't. Know, maybe in the Michael Bay ones, but the. But yeah, in the movies they didn't go to to Krang. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Death of Shredder, and it was very a very Miyagi move by Splinter, just to. Get out of the way and have him fall, and then, but then, yeah, it's like oh, I, I totally forgot about him getting smashed by Casey Jones here. Oops. All right, Scott, number three. Okay, uh, number three is I. I like the the interplay between the the turtles here. Um, just like Alex was saying with the the animatronics, I have a little bit more to say about that. But 
I mean, outside of the colors and the voices, like they're pretty much identical, right? Uh, but they still manage to, to convey individual personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that uh, Donatello and Michelangelo um, like really click together uh, with all the, the dumb jokes that they're, they're constantly doing with each other. Um, the the way that they fight. Uh, it just I don't know. It felt really lived in for a movie about a bunch of guys in, in cost in rubber turtle costumes. Uh, and, and again, the, the relationship with, with uh, Splinter as, as well. Uh, it, was, it was like oddly wholesome given the, the content here. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like seeing them together. All right. Um, Alex, number two. My number two is the Shredder. Um, he doesn't get a lot of screen time, but um, like I think it was Scott that mentioned earlier about his entrance into the arena, how he gives his big speeches and everything with the cape, and uh, when the, when they like get to carefully <laughs> take the cape off of his shoulders to show his razor blades. I on did. There. I did chuckle that they had to stop and do that because I was like, why wouldn't they just be like that anyway? <laughs> I guess maybe he was pageantry because like. He, it wasn't like he was walking around the streets with the, like, dressed as he is. So, like, why not just right. have the blades out to begin with? <laughs> he's got servants to do that for him. I guess. He's I felt like they needed powerful. another take on that, too. Because it felt like it took him a lot longer to show one shoulder than the other. I kept getting hooked on the <laughs> Yeah, but that did take... Blades. Yeah, I, you're right, Jeff. I felt like it took <laughs> a little too long. Like, the prop wasn't really designed for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say that that Shredder costume was awesome. That looked like really good. The and helmet he still moving it. The helmet and the mouth piece or whatever the face piece was really really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. With like, yeah, the meshing on that as well, and they can you know hook onto it with the helmet and remove it. And uh, yeah, he was still busting out some really good moves. He defeated all four of the turtles. It's badass. Now, his backstory with Split, uh, Splinter, is that from the comics or cartoon or no? Is that <laughs> Yeah. No, that's from the cartoons. And comics, I think. Did, I, did, I, I don't think the cartoons ever explain. Like, I think, I think the whole thing of him being the rat going in the cage is purely from the movie? For the movie? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Because I always thought... That's what Pl- Splinter said that he learned by mimicking his master, and that that he was killed by the sh- by the Shredder. Maybe. Okay. I might go back and watch the old cartoons, but. <sighs> okay. Well, why not? Yeah, because there's a million other good shows out right now. Nah. <laughs> All right. Well, my top two are uh, Splinter heavy, but my my first one Splinter. I got to. <laughs> I yeah, Splinter. Forgot about that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, little Splinter when they did when he was doing the flashback and you saw Little Splinter in the cage and mimicking his master. I was dying. It was cool. Yeah, it was great. Was, was that was that stop motion, Alex? No, that was a puppet. The, there when so like came in like the baby turtles like that. That was all puppets. Uh, yeah, it okay. didn't have the. It didn't look uh, like it had the uh, the Ray Harryhausen movement of like a stop motion. Okay. animated thing so it looked like puppets and uh, yeah it had a little um 
Who's that? Who, who's that little shithead thing that we like from the, the only thing we like in the new Star Wars movie? Oh, uh, Babu Frick? Yeah, yeah a little Babu Frick <laughs> thing going on there. <laughs> so, little, I liked little, the little splinter training thing I liked. It's my number two. Scott. My number two is the is combination of the animatronics, as, as Alex said. Um, just, just really solid stuff. And then to your point, Jeff. Everything's just CG now, so we don't even see this stuff anymore. Like the the last time I remember seeing like puppetry like in the, the same ballpark as this was like the the troll market from from Hellboy Two, yeah, which is some amazing like uh, technical work. Uh, but um, yeah, I think I think it still holds up. Um, there there are points when like. They, they switch from the, like there's a lot of dark lighting in this movie uh, mm-hmm. or lack of lighting in this movie but there are points when it's just like broad daylight and the camera just focuses on the turtles talking and then that's about the only point where it's like okay you kind of see where right? it's, it's it's a little weak um, but um, yeah for the most part it, it is really good especially with Splinter um, like after that's just puppet puppet work also uh, but, but still uh, really really good stuff and the costumes too um, also look really good, um, you know. Unless you're really looking for it, like you, you don't really see the. I, I don't know the seams. I guess would be one way to put it. You uh, can see the seams for their head. I, that was kind of bothered me a couple times, oh, but it still yeah. wasn't that bad. But yeah, like and just the, HD now. And yeah, the, the way they're moving around, mm-hmm. um, you know, it a lot it felt natural. Like, yeah, it's a little stilted with, with some of the fighting because yet yeah, they don't have all the range of motion. Like just them walking around and interacting with each other, like for the most part, like feels really good. Um, and to to what was said earlier, like e- even with the, the lack of uh, some of the motion, the, the action's like no worse than a lot of the crap that was <laughs> coming out in those time periods. So yeah, like who knows how much of that was actually just the, the suits and how much of it was like just just what would have been produced anyway. So, yeah, that's my number two. Animatronics and costume. Alex, number one. My number one is, man, they don't make PG movies like this anymore. This is hard <laughs> PG. And, yeah, I mentioned earlier that my kids were a bit scared. And it's like, yeah, I could, I could see why. Man, the, when they beat the shit out of Raph, that was brutal. Up on the rooftop and then dumping them. And then Splinter was all with matted fur covered in blood and places and everything. The flashback scene where uh, Orokusaki gets, uh, or no, Hamato Yoshi gets killed by the Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. There's some shit in this movie. <laughs> All the dams again. <laughs> yeah, damn. He, wa- he walks out of the critters <laughs> showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. There it is. Uh, my number one is is the puppet of Splinter. I thought he was really good. The other stuff was all right. It, it didn't impress me as much as, you, as it did you guys. But I thought the puppet of Splinter looked really good. And I will say, yeah, when he was all like hung up there and covered in blood, the matted fur, I'm like, geez, this is pretty harsh for an animated kids thing, whatever. But you know, it was a different time. Yeah. Uh, I thought he looked really good. I mean, obviously he didn't have much motion, but just... You know, there's trade-offs, right? You get the motion, you got guys in a suit, doesn't look as good, or you have a puppet that's limited, but you can do, you know, be more articulate and stuff. And that was, I really did like the way Splinter looked in this. 
Mm-hmm. That's my number one. Scott. Uh, my number one is the roof showdown. Uh, more or less covered it. Uh, I like how you put it, Jeff. The Himiyagi's him. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the nunchuck. Uh, that that was really cool. And uh, yeah, he tries to like, not necessarily save him, but to like lecture him. And then, you know, he makes himself fall because he tries to kill him. Um, yeah, just the, the, the showdown they kind of been setting up at that point. Um, I, that, that line stuck with me too. the, like fools, you could have overpowered me with the loss of but one, uh, for whatever reason that stuck with me. Mm. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, I like Splinter showing up though. Uh, it was, it was kind of a, a, a Yoda kind of moment, I guess. Like, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it was cool. And then, yeah, the, <laughs> the whole thing though was punctuated by, by Casey, uh, like murdering him, basically. <laughs> so he was to leave. Yeah, it was him. an accident. Yeah. Oops. Oops. So, yeah. Roof showdown. Uh, one. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, the, I was kind of part of the roof showdown, but the, the last line of the movie is uh, Splinter with the I made him funny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> As a kid, that was the most hilarious thing ever. Kawabunga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the uh, editors on this was Sally Menk, Menka. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she was a long time, like, not, I don't know if I would say personal editor, but she was Quentin Tarantino's editor. Um, on a lot of his stuff until she she, she died tragically uh, in the in the aughts I, f- I forget what the year mm. um, but it was just interesting that she edited this movie as well um, did Tarantino hear that she worked with the Foot Clan so he's like oh she's gotta get, I gotta hire her <laughs> it's possible um, that in the the scene where the the turtles are all hiding from the the news boss and she asks for a towel and the guy immediately opens up the the curtains to the bathtub? Like, why would there be a towel in there? Am I crazy? I don't know. Maybe they just bought no, it. That's, no, that's nuts. Yeah. Because, yeah, but the shower is going to be all wet. Like, yeah, you wouldn't towel's have... towel's going to get all wet in there. Yeah, the towel rack wouldn't be in there. And if there was a towel in there, like, it wouldn't be... Like, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Maybe was there's weird. a turtle hiding in there, though. <laughs> Man, that is true. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. All the ninja stuff was really cool. <laughs> the, uh, go back to what you said, Scott, about the or you guys with the cowabunga part. That what grinded my gears as a kid <laughs> would be when yeah, that's the catchphrase. They say it never all the time, and then in the movie they they save it till the very end. Like no, say it the whole time. There's always like a, there's something, and maybe we'll talk about this more in our live or crossover list but like there would be something that they do a lot during the show now in the movie that has to become the special thing and they save it for the end and i was like no that always just bugged me as a kid um and then the one thing i wanted to point out which i heard it quickly so i think maybe i i was there or not there was an easter egg at the very end when the cops show up and then casey jr uh he tells the cops to check out like the something on the east part 
of the island in the Laird building or something like that. I felt like it was an Easter egg for Eastman and Laird. Oh, okay. There was something in there. Yeah, that, I think really you're right. Yeah, with Sam Rockwell's telling the stupid chief. Yeah. Or maybe by, it was by, him that told him, yeah. By the way, serviceable, perfectly serviceable stupid chief. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as the Foot Clan. Shut up. All right, well, now it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. Mm-hmm. Alex, what do you rate this movie? Uh, I'm going to give this a five. Uh, I still like it a lot, mostly for nostalgic reasons. Uh, it's got its problems, but mostly good. Still love it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, as a kid, it wasn't my favorite, but I did like it more than I liked it now. Now it's kind of nostalgic, but it's still not that good of a movie. So uh, a four for me. Scott. Uh, kind of with Alex, it was very difficult for me to get past the nostalgia. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, this clock's in an hour and a half. It's a bonus point. Uh, and you know this doesn't mean a whole lot but this is like one of the definitely the upper end of of these kinds of adaptations (laughs) because they're usually so we're gonna get into that yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah i still still had fun watching it again uh it's a weird five because i'm not i'm not in a huge rush to to watch it again anytime soon but yeah i definitely didn't mind watching it this time around Mm -hmm. Okay, I think fives are perfect for that. You liked it, but you're not going to rush out to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and now it leads us to our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five cartoons adapted into live action movies. Or animation, Jones. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you guys have animated movies into live action movies? I will break some of that down when I start doing my list because... Okay. I tried to avoid some of the Disney bullshit that's for, for, been for going reason, on recently. For reasons. Yes. Um, all right, well, go into all. Pre- I'll give a little. Never mind. Go, Alex, number five. <laughs> so I tried to keep this mostly from TV cartoons that uh, went into movies. And uh, my first one was uh, Aeon Flux. I didn't have cable, so I didn't see a lot of Aeon Flux, but what I did watch, I loved that movie. I did not love it. (laughs) It had some cool, like, weird future stuff in it, but it was, yeah, nowhere near. I mean, I I tried to put stuff that I, like, enjoyed on some level on this list. (laughs) So... So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. That's what I was gonna say with mine. I couldn't. There was nothing. There was so much. These are all so awful. The, yeah. This. This. <laughs> this if this is a genre, this genre is so terrible. Like Jeff just yes. said that. That I kind of. I, I eventually did something I didn't want to do when I set out. Start my list. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's actually a decent yeah. one, Alex. Because that movie is not good, but compared to what I have in my list, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that is Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's what my number five, and this is my only one that wasn't isn't based off a cartoon, but it's it's in the spirit. And talk about off putting. It's the Garbage Pail Kids live action movie. Oh, oh damn it! Yeah, I'm gonna allow this because I watched this in the theaters. <laughs> me, me too. And it is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I don't These even guys... want to. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or it's pure is. nightmare view. 
It is, and uh, like, I don't but even the like same... the cards. Like those make me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cards are great. Yeah, I love the cards when I was a kid, and I would look forward to watching this movie. And yeah, my uncle took us, and whew, I remember like. I think if I was with my mom or dad, I would have cried. But because I was with my uncle, I tried to like hold it together a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh my god! But it wasn't based on a cartoon, but it is based off of all the stuff from yeah. the childhood. So uh, uh, that's why I put it on mine. So the garbage pill kids movie, we kind of have to do that. I think at one point. Yeah, put it on your list, Jeff. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for that reason, it's going on there. Number one, top five. All right, Alex, number five. I'm sorry, Scott, number five. Scott, number five. Uh, number yeah. five is the the first Michael Bay Transformers. Uh, I do I I do remember going to the theaters for this and enjoying it. It is dumb as hell. It is. I I'm gonna hot take. It is the best of the Transformers movies, at least the ones with the Transformers in the title. <laughs> I, I hear tell that Bumblebee is enjoyable. I haven't seen it. Oh, Bumblebee is really good. Um, but all the other Transformers movies, or at least parts of them that I've tried to watch, are just like, yeah, they they, they defy <laughs> like any real explanation. Jeebus H, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember joining this and then also... Uh, Brian walking out of the theater saying, oh, that Shia LaBeouf is so hot, thinking that Megan Fox's name was Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, was, it was dumb fun. Uh, they got, you know, they got the original voice of Optimus Prime. Uh, so That is a huge win. It wasn't all bad. So. That mm-hmm. was definitely a huge win. And this is actually on my list too, Scott, so that's why I'm not giving you shit because i couldn't come up with anything else so uh oh feel feel free to give me some shit on some of the other stuff on my list here in a minute (laughs) will do all right alex number four number four is i loved this movie when i was a kid i haven't seen it since uh i was like seven or eight years old but popeye Oof, much higher on my list robin williams yeah it's only because i haven't seen it in forever i don't know Shelly Duvall. One of the first things I thought of, and I do not remember liking that movie even, like, even as a kid. So, <laughs> yep, it's a tough list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, speaking of tough items here, I have the first GI Joe movie that came out because that's the only one that I've seen. Yeah. And um, if I'm going to have turtles and, and Transformers, and I got to have GI Joe on here, and I mean, there were a couple hot girls in it. I got that. It's got that going for it. Um, it was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Dennis Quaid, Randy Quaid was <laughs> Quaid, uh, Joe mm-hmm. Commander, whatever his Flint. name was. Yeah, it was. It was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had Brendan Fraser in it for like two seconds. <laughs> Joe's. Uh, yeah, that, I remember it had a little bit of snake eyes, right? It yeah. had the Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, the Baroness, and yeah. she, she was pretty hot. And I forgot who the Destro other Destro before it became Destro. Yeah. And so. Cobra Commander before he became Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. JGL. That movie is it's like, you know, we just got finished watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, the G.I. Joe movie is like a whole magnitude dumber. 
<laughs> than what we just watched. Like, I don't yeah, know how that's, oh, it's bad. I don't know how that's possible. I'm not even talking about like the quality. It's just like they found a way to make it like so much dumber. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the video game based on the movie was awesome. The video game based. I'm, on I'm the assuming movie. you're being facetious, but like, yeah, because my company at the time worked on it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is uh, something in in what is becoming typical fashion for me. Something that took me a few viewings to get all the way through it, but uh, uh, Battle Angel Alita, um, the the oh, big I seen like it yet. yeah, Robert Rodriguez took a big swing on this one, and uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's definitely flawed, um, but it's got a lot of cool stuff going for it. Um, it, it's God. It's been twenty years since I watched the anime, but it. I feel like it. It remains pretty faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's worth a watch if if you're into big dumb spectacle. Yeah, it's just kind of a generic movie. Like it looked cool, but I cu- I couldn't tell you anything that happens except I think there's a bunch of rollerblade action in it or something. Yeah, there's a lot of rollerblading. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she has big eyes, right? Is that yeah, like, and surprisingly, like, it didn't bother me because when I saw the trailers, I'm like, oh, they're just the uncanny valley, but it kind of works for the movie once you actually get into it. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, Battle Angel Leader. I think, I, I think you would mostly like it, Alex. <laughs> okay. I know this this movie pushed like filming tech, digital filming. Oh yeah, they they were doing. Like, all kinds of super cool stuff like with really cool shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Cameron was involved at some, right, right, at some yeah. point too. Yeah, I think he was a producer on it or... Yeah. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is... And I didn't think I would enjoy these movies as much as I did, but they were just so much fun. And they were by... Um, uh, what's his face? From Slither... James and James Guardians. Gunn. James Gunn is the Scooby Doo movies. It's like, but talk about perfect casting for like your main cast: Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, what's her face for Velma? Oh, Mrs. She, Mrs. She's Mrs. in the Mrs. Avengers. Yeah, she's Mrs. Hawkeye. Uh, that's yeah. um... Linda Florentini. Yes, close. <laughs> no. It isn't? I thought it was her. It's no? Linda Cardellini. 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 Florentini. <laughs> the best shaggy outside of the cartoon, Matthew Lillard. So, yeah, the movies are just a lot of fun, very enjoyable. I recommend. I never good, saw them, but it looked good. Looked good. Yeah. All there right. it is. Well, my number three, I mean, that, you've already seen ter- two terrible ones for me. Here's another terrible one, which I think you guys might like. I don't even remember. It is the Masters of the Universe. Yes. Oh, number one. <laughs> that one is on my uh, list, by the way. I love that crazy batshit movie. This, that one's uh, that almost movie, like Super Mario Brothers. The movie is magical. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, then I'll let you guys talk about it if it's higher up on your list. So, Masters of the Universe. Scott, what's your number three? Uh, so my three is actually the same. Uh, oh. So we'll, we'll wait till we get around to Alex. But but yeah, the I, I 
want to save some of the stuff for when we actually do an episode about this. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I like that the Dolph Lundgren can barely speak English in this movie. <laughs> like, I thought we did do this movie, no? Did we? It's it's possible. I thought we did. Anyway, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which is the second movie. And that one is a big, dumb action spectacle that was a lot more fun for me than the first one. The first one kind of set the expectations really low and everything. And then this one, they pretty much kill off a lot of the characters from the first movie. And then The Rock as uh, Roadblock takes over as lead. And uh, Ray Park is back as Snake Eyes, and they finally got the the costume right, where he doesn't have lips on the mask, which was really fucking weird. <laughs> That's like nipples on the bat suit. Uh, but yeah, that movie was a lot more fun. Didn't take itself seriously. And if you've seen the GI Joe animated movie, it's like oh my gosh, it, it kind of in line with that. So go in there. Just wanted to watch like a good fun popcorn movie, and that's GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. All right. Did you guys happen to see the Snake Eyes movie that just came out in no, the last couple of years? No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch it. If it, if it comes around to one of the streaming services, I'll, I'll give it a gander. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my number two to tell you how shitty this list is, is Transformers. And I did not like this movie when it first came out. <laughs> I remember getting crapped on saying I was un-American for not liking this movie. But, <laughs> um, oh, he's yeah. a Mustang, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's compared to these, it's fine. I mean, and I, I guess I give it bonus points for uh, Megan Fox and uh, the voice of Optimus Prime being the voice of our childhoods, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I think uh, guest uh, Wade, uh, one point, he, I think he put it best that the, the despite all of the $100 million special effects, the most impressive thing on the screen was, was usually Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I haven't seen it since... Well, I don't know. I, I think I did own it on DVD of some, for some reason, just because back then I just bought every DVD that came out. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just remember not really thinking... It's just too much action and too much... And they didn't even make the cool noises when they transformed. <laughs> there was way too... Yeah, there was yeah, too many parts. It. Yeah, they were all jagged... Like yeah. hunks of CGI metal. They didn't yeah. resemble like the blocky robots that we were familiar with. Exactly. They could yeah. have found an intermediate in between there. And, mm-hmm. But like, anyway. But it's better than uh, Masters of the Universe, G.I. Joe, and Garbage Pill Kids. So there it is. Is it better than no, Masters of the Universe? It is not. It is not better than Masters of the Universe. Because, well, yeah, this is my proof. My thing, Master of the Universe. He doesn't even like say I have the power or anything in that movie, does he? Or at the very end, he does it probably, right? Yeah, just cowabunga. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> I wanted he man to do it. He does it like three times in a half an hour cartoon. You know, waiting the end of a two hour movie and say it once. Get out of here. Which one of those movies, Jeff, had Billy Barty in them? Let me ask yeah. you that. <laughs> um, he's probably in Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably a good <laughs> valid point. <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two, okay, here's here's where I get in trouble. Um, in my defense, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, again, the, the movies, the, show. the live action adaptation list of, of movies is so just unbelievably awful that, yes. I, that I did something that I didn't want to do 
and I did throw in a couple of the live action mixes here. Um, and uh, a movie that I that I really liked. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was in the late '90s, um, so this is after Space Jam, uh, but uh, Looney Tunes back in action. If you guys have seen that, that uh, I don't even know what that is. So that's Brendan Fraser okay. as yeah. like the live human working with with uh, Bugs and Daffy um, to to get some stuff done. Uh, yeah, the, the movie was just a lot of fun. Uh, it had all the the Looney Tune characters, a lot of the callbacks. Um, I, I recommend it oh. if you if, if you like that kind of stuff. So. Oh wait, there was live action Bugs Bunny and stuff. No, 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 no. So it, like I said, it's like, like Roger Rabbit. When I was prefacing this, it was a mix. Oh, it doesn't count. Bullshit. Yeah, that we would have put Roger Rabbit on here or something. Yeah, who would have done that as a number one? Jesus. <laughs> I, right. I would actually disqualify Roger Rabbit because it's not based off of like a but like but a cartoon, is, but it is based off of the animated characters. Yes, Roger characters, Rabbit. but Roger Rabbit is a completely new character. Look, that wasn't the Saturday like morning said, Roger Rabbit I, cartoon. I knew, I knew I was going to get in trouble with these, <laughs> but this this category, this list is so white. the The stuff to choose from this list was so awful that this is what I landed on. <laughs> Fair All right, enough. I guess you're following the spirit of the law, if not the uh, the letter. Yeah. You want to DQ me, DQ me. I'll come back stronger than ever. <laughs> Alex, what's your number one? Masters of the Universe. <laughs> that movie, guys, saw it a couple years ago. I was laughing my ass off from beginning to end. It was so dumb that I loved it. Oh, everything. The scooter bikes, the, uh, the, uh, the floating discs. The, the other world explanation coming into our universe. Courtney Cox. <laughs> they have to do the key and play it like a synth keyboard. Save it for when we do the episode, man. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. And who's... Uh, oh, Tom, who's Skeletor again? We just it's saw Frank him as a villain. Frank Langella. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Skeletor is... Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal. Tom Paris from... Uh... Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> he, I don't remember him. He was but the he's main... the, Courtney Cox's boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Who's Courtney Cox? Like Evil Lynn or something? No. no, she's just teenage girl. Evil Lynn is um, Meg Foster, who is the. She, she's in They Live. She's one with the really blue eyes. Oh okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, he doesn't have the power until the end of the movie. Real cool. <laughs> just like, just like my number one, which is Popeye, which is not. I saw this in the theater. I, I think I've saw all these in the theater. Well, not GI Joe, but the rest I did see all in the theater. Popeye. Uh, it's awful. It has nothing to do with the cartoon, and once again. Popeye doesn't eat spinach until the last five minutes of the movie, and then he gets his power. Like, I don't get it. Why do they do this? But, well, that, that kind of follows suit with the cartoon. He usually wouldn't eat spinach until the end. He didn't even like spinach in this movie. Oh, really? Bluto has to force it down his throat. His old pappy, he's fighting Bluto in the water, and uh, his daddy, pappy, throws a can of spinach, hits him in the head, and... He's like, eat your spinach. And then, yeah, I don't eat my spinach. And then Bluto goes, oh, you don't like spinach, eh? And then shoves it all down his throat. And then 
Popbanger pop kicks the shit out After the movie's been going on for like two and a half hours, right? Yeah. But Robin Williams as Popeye is great. That's why it makes my number one. The movie is not good, but if you go back and watch it, Robin Williams is really good as Popeye. Some some good forearm makeup. I was gonna say the forearm makeup <laughs> is great. The rest is all him just being Robin Williams. Uh, Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil. Yeah, perfect <laughs> works. Casting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Does anybody blow him down? Woo. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> well, blow me down. Uh, but yeah, it's so weird. It's like in a seaport town. All these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the first water world. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Before it was the Waterworld attraction yeah, at, uh, at uh, Universal yeah, Studios. Yeah, it was Popeye. <laughs> yeah. So. It's like a Robert Altman movie, right? I don't even know. I think it was. I, seriously, what I remember about this movie is I went and saw it in the movie theater with my mom and my aunt and cousins. And on the way out, we went to the store and I got an Empire Strikes Back shirt. I had Boba <laughs> Fett, Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader on it. Right. So you You're sorry for making you watch this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is... All right, I'm done. <laughs> you cheat, Dr. Jones. Yeah. Can Scott's we all, can we all agree that he's helping director. number one is a, a good movie? Oh yeah, it's a fan- oh, sure. phenomenal okay, movie. Godfather should have been my number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going by good movies. I mean, <laughs> to fill out this list, I would have accepted it. I so. think my number one is Jurassic Park because it was based off the cartoon Dino Riders. There we go. <laughs> so it was, it was based off. Is it? You know, that's that's incorrect, Alex. It was actually based off of Denver the Last Dinosaur. Oh, that's right. Denver. Yeah, where's the last dinosaur? We need a Denver the last dinosaur movie and a widget the world watcher movie. <laughs> <laughs> widget. Maybe even a Captain Planet. Now more than ever. He's a hero. Yeah. Now, do we agree that Turtles would have made our list if we Oh yeah. Oh definitely. That might have been my number uh, one. That, maybe that's what I should have done. So yeah, my number one is uh, the movie we just watched, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm going to allow this. The sequel. (laughs) Both of them, yeah. (laughs) I think I would Mm -hmm. rather... uh, Yeah. You know, I never saw the third one. Third one wasn't so great. Although the third one marked the return of Casey. So he was not in the second movie. For whatever reason. Oh, okay. They also got a new uh, April O'Neil for the second and third movies. Ooh. Is it Elizabeth Shue? It was not Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Who is... Wait, I was going to make a joke, but is this true? Does Megan Fox play April O'Neil in the Michael Bay versions? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about that. I was like, well, no, wait. I think that was actually a thing. Yeah. Will Arnett's in it for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's making big bank off those Reese's commercials now. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What not the... sorry. <laughs> it's my, my Will Arnett it's impression, Alex. everybody. No sports. Banner, I'm Michael. Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Hey, what, what the hell's going on with baseball? Baseball. Uh, because apparently the balls are different. Oh, did Brady deflate these two or what? <laughs> he did not. These are not full of air. They're I full mean, of uh, balls cloth and cork. Reach, balls reach a certain age and they're just not as uh, <laughs> yeah, elastic, robust, shall we say. 
But no, like the players, pitchers, and everything, I've been noticing a little bit something a little bit off with the baseballs this 2022 season, and it turns out they were right. Uh, Spalding, I believe, is the supplier. Rawlings. Rawlings. That's what I said. And uh, Henry Rawlings. And I guess they did some research, and to center the ball better, this is our explanation, to center the ball better, they loosened the tension on the first three layers of wool windings. So it's just it's just these little things that fascinate me. That uh, will would you say will windings? That sounds like a comic book character. <laughs> will will windings? Will windings? He turns into the great green butterfly. Is the red tornado? He played. I thought he, he played Wesley on Star Trek. <laughs> will windings. Uh, as a short aside, I love how in Picard, which is a terrible show, they, they're announcing the the full return of the original cast from <laughs> the, the next generation in the next season of Picard, except for Will Wheaton. He's nowhere near the credits. <laughs> I don't know why not. Uh, I know. Can't make it any worse. I haven't, I haven't watched it, so. Me I, either. I'm no steering opinion. way clear of that shit. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I guess they're they're a little bit different, which is affecting the game. In some pretty interesting ways. No wonder the angels are winning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers in this uh, uh, article, so you guys read it on ESPN. I feel like players have been complaining about this for like the last five years. So I don't know how the balls juiced. Yeah. No reason. Doesn't, doesn't let me hit through the shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just hit over the shift. Oh, it's the ball. It's not letting me do that. <laughs> it's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, so we will wait until next week for Moon Knight because as of this recording, the final episode came out today. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. Uh, talking about a couple other things. Um, as Jeff has brought up uh, the last few episodes at least, um, Winning Time is just about done, right? I think the last episode came out. I don't know if you... I don't... I, I missed last week's... Okay. Um, um, I don't know how many episodes there are, but... Yeah, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think my, my favorite parts are just when it sticks to, like, the basketball. Um, Here comes the shack attack. <laughs> I, Did anybody I, say that? No? Hello? No, does no. not. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> you not. guys, your microphone's failed you know, or something. You, 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 you derailed me. So uh, the, <laughs> the so yeah, I really like all the basketball stuff. The stuff that that's like mostly related to the basketball. Like halfway through the series, I start to lose interest in some of the more personal stuff, um, just because it's so heavily dramatized. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. The I, I I foresee some I don't know Emmy nominations for some of these people. Uh, Jason Clark doing uh, Jerry West is pretty gold most of the time. <laughs> Just such a psychopath. Uh, yeah. and most of the time it's hilarious. I like he like walks this weird line between the well I think for the most part he's comic relief. Um, like there there was a scene in in one of these episodes uh, one of the latter episodes. Where they're in a diner um, and he's talking to a couple people and as he gets up to walk away some of the players are kind of in the background 
And he just tells one of the players, like, lay off the fucking fries. And, like, and the guy goes, but I like fries. <laughs> just just this, this little stuff that, that he's doing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, like like Jeff said, this kind of before we were old enough to really remember any of it. Uh, but we remember some of these players, obviously. Um, again, as Jeff said, some of the casting is spot on. And when it's not, like, spot on, it's still a lot of fun. Spot on. Uh, spot on. Uh, yeah, this is I, this is I'm loving this show. Um, I am behind one week or sorry, one episode just because my my birthday and playoff hockey and started. Birthday, some, thank you, falling behind on some things. Uh, but yeah, really really enjoyed it. Was, yeah, the casting, yeah, how, makeup. The so for for anybody that does watch this, you know, like it probably follows some of the basic strokes of the. The actual history of the whole thing, but <laughs> I can't imagine like how much of this, like at least some of the stuff that's that's said, um, was actually said. Like, and some of the characters definitely just do not come off well ever. Uh, like Chick Hearn, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the whole fisting thing. Uh, whoa, whoa, um, but yeah, this is. This is good stuff, even if you don't care about basketball. So, so I'm adding my recommendation, Jeff's. Um, there you go. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finish out soon. Um, I and Alex knows sports, so of course he likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. This yeah. football documentary is great. Yeah, like overall, though, like I, I just love how salty all these dudes are, especially the old white dudes. <laughs> so, uh, what else? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, one, one last big thing, which I'll I think I'll probably save for Jeff, because he might be talking about it. Uh, but if he doesn't, we'll we'll, we'll bring it up. Uh, Just go for it. Just talk about it. Whatever you're gonna talk. The Obi One trailer, the official trailer drop. Obi One Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Most Obi-Wan. of it looks cool. Yeah, they're calling it a six part yeah. event, <laughs> which which makes me laugh. Ugh, they'll always do that. Uh, yeah, Ewan McGregor definitely looks like uh, Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got that going. They got Joel Edgerton back as uh, a Owen, which I think we've 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 talked mm-hmm. about before. Um, oh, he dunks on Obi Wan hard in the trailer. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> it was great. So I'll kind of turn this over to to you guys because I'm assuming they're making big allusions to some of the stuff in the EU. Maybe some of the stuff is brand new. Um, it's not EU because EU doesn't count as canon anymore. Yeah, it's the I stuff know. from Clone Wars and yep. Rebels okay. and mm-hmm. uh, the video games, actually. So, what's Disney? Anything before Disney doesn't count. Okay. So, there, so uh, there's like some big weird guy that isn't Thrawn, right? Oh, uh, the, I don't, the I don't pale know guy? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Like, one of the Inquisitors. Be. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. Yeah. Um, so they hunt down the Jedi that survive okay. the purge, basically. Okay. Um, there's a a woman who seems to be like the one that's like put in charge of like directly of hunting him down, and she has a red lightsaber, so she's evil. Uh, she's an inqui- She's one of the, inquis- yeah, the inquisitors, mm-hmm. grand inquisitors. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. So there's at least she at least. I- I'm assuming she has. She's a force user. She's using lightsaber. Well, technically, mm-hmm. you don't have to be, right? Yeah, 
But I yeah. mean, they they're yeah they're force. What's the term? Like force sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, they they have some control of the force, but they're not Sith or they're not Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the gist of it is they yeah, they're hunting down Obi Wan and uh, like he's just fighting off these hordes of whatever Inquisitors, I guess, are hiding out from them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't get to him because he's he was actually like he managed to survive Order sixty six, so he's actually kind of a badass. Um, yeah, well, 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 he just got lucky. He fell off his dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> I guess he happened to kill Anakin. So, or so they're showing defeat Anakin. Some yeah. in, in the in the trailer they show some kind of cityscape. I'm assuming it's it's Tatooine, um, on Tatooine. Um, cityscape? No, that's not Tatooine. Well, like, I, I think it was. I think it was like still like in the desert, but like the horizon of all the buildings were like a little, like a little more advanced. I guess I, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Eh, could have been a different planet. Yeah, I don't think it's Tatooine. I think whatever. I think he's he starts off on Tatooine, but he's gonna. They're going to chase him all. He's going to actually probably lead them away from Luke. So he's probably going to leave Tatooine. Okay. That's mm-hmm. my guess anyway. Okay. Um, I, well, we'll see. I only recognized one other actor <laughs> besides you McGregor in the trailer uh, as um, Camille Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. On screen for like, yeah. like maybe not half even a second. second. Like, yes. Yeah. Second. <laughs> like half a frame. Like his face was there all of a sudden. So I'm not sure what role he's going to play. I I mean, comic relief for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, Wilbur Hood was in the movie longer than Camille Nanjiani <laughs> yeah, was in this trailer. Seriously, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Camille Nanjiani had an ice cream maker. We we don't know. I hope so. We saw him in and The Mandalorian. That was great. So yeah, basically all the trailer really did was just lay the outline that that he's a wanted man, a hunted man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alex, did you play the the Jedi Fallen Order game or no? Yes, I did. So, a lot of this does look like it's from like that girl that uh, Scott's talking about. I think she's from the game. Yeah, I was thinking about it. It could be her. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Uh, obviously, they don't look the same from the video game because I thought in the video game she looked a bit more like uh, uh, Indian. Uh. And in this one, she's she's more African American. Okay, and then those robot dudes with like are like bounty hunters with weird heads. I think you fight them in the video game, and because the video game is kind of the same thing. There's a the guy who survived the purge, and they're just trying to get him the whole time. And he, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's basically if you're a Jedi who survived, you're trying to live life without using your powers and not be detected and stuff. And they, these guys are trying to find you, and so it's kind of that, except it's. Obi-Wan, not just some jabroni. Yeah. But so yeah, just a couple other things. I think at one point you see Luke, like a really young Luke, just dicking around on the, <laughs> the evaporator farm. <laughs> Yippee. Yeah. Pretending to fly a pottery yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And He's then, not as good as his dad. He didn't build one. And then finally <laughs> you you do see um a bit of the, the Vader suit. And they they kind of hint that it'd be some kind of confrontation. Uh, uh, they better not. Betwixt the two of them. Yeah, they better not. It's, well, they are, Alex. Uh, it's so it's stupid. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's the part that I'm dreading the most. It's like, no, don't have them meet up. It's fucking no. 
So, so yeah, maybe we should have put a spoiler tag on all this, but the, yeah, yeah, the trailer, trailer dropped. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah. Um, I middling uh, enthusiasm for this. Um, I still need to finish up <laughs> Book of Boba. Uh, so. Oh no, you don't, and you probably don't need to watch this either. This looks good garbage. <laughs> so that was, that was that was gonna be my question, to you guys: is what what is your level of enthusiasm for this? So I'll watch Obi Wan. Looks all right. I'm gonna watch it, but <laughs> I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they got. I don't know. I, I feel like Disney hasn't done anything right, but then they did the Mandalorian, so it gives me a gives me a little bit of hope. I don't guess. Give I don't me know. hope. Yeah. You hope. Um, yeah, Alex, it's 100% they're going to fight again. Uh, I know. It's the better not. <laughs> so anything else you guys want to say about the trailer or just related to that? No, it's just as a recording on March 4th or, or May 4th. So May the 4th be with everybody. May the 4th, May the 4th, May the 4th be with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow is uh, some holiday, I guess. About... Breaking free of the French or something? Ow. Revenge of the Fifth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, slightly related news. Nothing to do with the, the trailer, really. Although, um, it, it could be. Uh, I was reading that James Earl Jones basically got paid pennies to, to voice uh, Darth Vader in the first movie. Um, I, I, I generally yeah, I hope he's it. been compensated since... <laughs> Uh, like I like to think so. But yeah, I, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. It was something crazy, like like seven grand or something like that uh, for the working. Well, that was a lot of money in seventy seven. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, t- t- with adjusted for inflation, that was probably like a billion dollars. But uh, <laughs> just about give or take a couple yeah, mil. It, yeah, it's it's just fascinating to me to think of like such an iconic uh, performance. Um, even if it only was just doing the voice work, only doing the voice work, uh, was was so was compensated so smallly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I always heard that way, like this is back the day. Like I guess I could look this up. That the original version he was uncredited and he didn't really he lent his voice, but he was fine mm-hmm. with it. But he really he was trying to be more a serious actor, you know, serious CNN guy, whatever. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> this want to lend his name to this, and then the movie became big and stuff. And but I don't know if that's true or not. But that's something I heard. It was he was initially uncredited, but who knows? Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I wanted to go over. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. anything you want to mention? Yeah, when is Disney Plus going to implement that uh, other feature where you can watch their movies unedited? Because I have fucking had it. What happened? I watched the Adventures of Babysitting, and they just—it's an edited for TV version, even though it's a PG movie. I mean, <laughs> it's a—it's an '80s PG movie, but you got to be fucking shitting me. Yeah. So they, oh, that's the and it's awful. It's bad. So they they they. It was like a dubbed version of it. Like, I don't remember. Was yeah. there any nudity in that one? No. Okay. It was just there, there wasn't. It's just swears. Yeah. Don't fool with the babysitter. Really? You want to? You want to fool with us? Yeah. That's so lame. So, yeah. Fucking shit. I'm always. Are you sure you've got like shit. the right setting? You don't have in your kid setting mode on or something? No. This was my full grown ass man account. 
so I don't. Yeah, Disney still doesn't have an option to just watch the original like theatrical release. I want to see Daryl Hannah's ass crack for Pete's sake. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Jeff or not Jeff. Hold on, hold on. But a couple of weeks ago, when they re- put the Daredevil movies on there, you had to like add some special settings. Like you couldn't get in without doing all that. Did you do that? I tried looking for him. I didn't find anything. So I'll like I'll if, look again. But if they had the options, me. yeah. If they had the options, that's fine. But it hasn't popped up for me or anything. So I'll check it out. Yeah, because when Daredevil came out, whenever that was, I didn't. I just, as soon as I opened up Disney Plus, it was probably to watch Boba Fett or something. It's like. Hey, we have these profiles now, and you have to consent to these things. And I had to select things. So maybe your kids opened up before you did. And they just kind of—I I don't know—they look for it. But I would—it wouldn't surprise me if you were right either. By the way, so yeah, yeah. Alex, maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. Maybe, maybe just based on your your viewing habits, the Disney Plus thought you were much younger than you actually are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just force maybe. force the edited version on you. Mayhaps. Uh, okay. Um, now, now that we've talked about what grinds your gears, uh, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? Um, what is? Oh, I started watching uh, the flight attendant. I believe it was on HBO Max. Yeah, I think you you were mentioning that last last time. Okay, so I mentioned the last time. That's fine. Pretty good show. I haven't seen any episodes since, but uh, it's pretty. I'll probably go back to it. There's a uh, season I two that just started up, right? Oh, yeah. But, oh. yeah, we still... I just discovered it, like, last week. Okay. And I finished Moon Knight. Moon so Knight. So, I, I love it. Might be my second favorite Marvel show on Disney Plus behind uh, WandaVision. Okay. That was cool. Cool. And, uh, cool. yeah, that's it for now. All right. Uh, Jeff... Anything you want to go over? Do we want to talk about hockey? Uh, oh, no. The Kings are tied 1-1 in this series. Doing better than I thought. Um, except tonight they got their asses kicked. Uh, I just pulled up Adventures of Babysitter on Disney+. Plus. At the very beginning, it has a disclaimer saying it has been edited. The film has been modified from its original version and has been edited for content. So, I think you're right, Alex. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. There's a, that's why I said you gotta be shitting me because when they cross over on the wires or on the ceiling, you've got to be first fooling I, me. It's the first <laughs> time I ever heard the phrase "you got to be shitting me." It didn't make sense to me. He's like, you can't use shit that way. <laughs> I'm looking up. Uh, um, uh, no uh, reviews. Nothing really. I, oh, better call Saul. If you guys aren't watching that, watch it. Oh, yeah. You just got to be kidding me. I just saw it. Damn it. Um, yeah. Better Call Saul. Great show. Series is wrapping up. Although I think they're... You got to be kidding this me. This is the final series, but they're season, but they're splitting it into two like they like to do these days. Yeah. So I don't know when it's actually going to end. But I feel like I never have any shows to watch, but now I have Winning Time, Moon Knight, and... Uh, Better Call Saul, and I'm kind of falling behind on all of them. I'm like three behind on Moon Knight, one behind on Winning Time, and I am caught up on Better Call Saul. I think that's it. They said sports, 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 sports. Sports ball? Cool. Yeah, and I really, for May the 4th, I really usually get all up. I'm just so disappointed with Star Wars lately that (laughs) I don't care. Um, 
I get the end of the month is celebration, which I'm not going, but I, those are days where I just kind of have this live stream running all day in my, in my office or whatever. And it's kind of cool. That always kind of gets me pumped to see nerds get into Star Wars. I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all I got. So anything else? Sounds like we're good. All right. Thanks yeah, for listening, everybody. It. All right. Bye. T-U-R-T-L-E power. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.